Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jen behind the Instagram and TikTok account at Socialite Gossip. Welcome to the first episode of the at Socialite Gossip He Said, She Said podcast. I want this podcast to be an extension of the Instagram account, a way to dive deeper into the Bravo and pop culture stories that dominate our feeds. Instead of doing the pod alone, I decided to bring along my husband of 14 years, Aldo. Hey, guys. He also watches a lot of reality TV and keeps up with pop culture, albeit that might be my influence. We agree on a lot of things, but not everything. So I thought it would be more interesting for you guys to hear two perspectives. Since this is the first episode, I thought Otto and I would get you up to speed on what Bravo shows we are currently watching and let you know where we both stand on the big storylines. So let's get started with Real Housewives of New Jersey. All right. So, I mean, the biggest storyline of New Jersey is obviously the Gorgas versus the Judices. The Gorgas and the Judices. All G right. versus G. That's right. This is, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like a throwback again. <laughs> Yeah, Melissa I mean the past few Teresa. the past few seasons um, that they've been getting along. I put in air quotes. The, I still they didn't even though they were getting along. I feel like it was fake. Like Teresa and Melissa don't like each other. But anyway, um, but first of all, I want to let you guys know that I like to separate Melissa from Joe because I have a problem with the way Joe talks to women. I recently watched Joe and Melissa's first episode and you see Joe snap on Teresa for no reason. It was like he was trying to have his TV moment, like his table flip moment. And over the years, everyone involved has done things that I'm sure they aren't proud of. Like, there is plenty of blame to go around. But this current fight started because Teresa didn't feel that Melissa and Joe stuck up for Louie enough when it came to Marge. And according to Teresa, that's why she didn't ask Melissa to be a bridesmaid. Now, to me, the bridesmaid thing is not a big deal. But for somebody that talks about family, 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 and like their old school Italian, not having your only brother's wife as a bridesmaid is a big F you in that world. Yes, definitely. Especially someone who she has called, you know, Teresa has called a sister so many times. You know, she has called Melissa her sister so many times on TV. And especially in a, such a close-knit family like them. Yeah, it's definitely very shocking that she didn't ask her to be part of the, the uh part of the wedding i don't know if i would call them a close-knit family like they don't get along at all right, they never have. two of them don't but she you know she and joe are the only living relatives they have to each other so considering how much Teresa is all about family 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 it's just a little contradictory Oh, I fully agree, but I don't think you can call them close-knit. You can say, you can call them old school and, you know, going by old school rules, like have everybody in your wedding type thing, but mm. I don't think we can call them close-knit. No, yeah, definitely not. Not actually close-knit, but like, <laughs> more like they have to, they have to invite her to the wedding type stuff, like... It was just a little shocking that, it, you know, it didn't happen. All right. Well, let's get into the issue of the text messages that were shown in the first episode, because that was a big issue of contention. Um, I think it's perfectly reasonable that Teresa did not immediately respond to the message that uh, Melissa sent her the night of the reunion. 
I mean, it was a long day. And if you remember, Teresa had just had surgery. But I think she should have responded. I mean, I think Teresa should have responded at least within a few days. I mean, I get it. Like you said, maybe not responding immediately, but to not respond at all. It was just... Right. And then, I mean, Teresa didn't respond to that text until after the reunion aired. So I actually do agree with Melissa that Teresa probably saw the backlash that she was getting and wanted to smooth things over before filming started. Now, you might be thinking, that doesn't really sound like Teresa. She's not that calculated. Sounds a little too calculated, like somebody else is maybe yeah. with strings. I don't so, know. What do you think? In my opinion, Lou, the, I think the reunion aired. <clears throat> Louis saw the reactions online and people's opinion of Teresa and saw that they didn't like her calling Joe a bitch boy and things like that. So Louis was like, look, for your you know brand or for your image... We need, you should make up with your brother. So send Melissa a really nice heartfelt text in response to the one she sent you the night of the reunion. I would not even be surprised if Louie is the one who actually wrote the text. Obviously, Teresa read it and knew it was going out, but I think Louie wrote it. A lot of people take him at face value. And then there's also people that just see that Teresa's happy. So they're like, you know, kind of ignoring the things that are right in front of them, meaning like the women that have come out and spoke out against Louis, the police reports we've read. But um, anyway, yeah, I mean, ignore or some people don't even see them. But anyhow, so yes, let me get back to this. I'm not a fan of Louis, obviously. And um, at Real Moms of Bravo, they started calling him Dirty Louie, as in Dirty John. And I think it fits perfectly because he exudes Dirty John energy. <laughs> but um, just how I look at Melissa and Joe separately, I do the same for Teresa and Louie. I'm rooting for Teresa, like truly. I'm worried about her and her girls, especially since we know she didn't get a prenup. And I've read the police reports that are out there. I've listened to his exes talk about their experience with him. And I see his behavior on the show. To me, he has red flag written across his forehead. But I know a lot of people <clears throat> just take, you know, what they see at face value. He's working overtime to put this image out there of a peacemaker. But I mean, I see through him. And <laughs> if he... If he was such a peacemaker, he wouldn't say things like Melissa is an insecure woman or you should have called your brother a bitch boy sooner. You know, he wouldn't be saying things like that. And another thing I've noticed about Louis, sometimes he like changes his narrative. Like, for example, on Melissa, I'm sorry, on Teresa's podcast um, last summer at some point. So it would have been during filming, I believe. Someone out there can correct me if I'm wrong. Louis said that Joe was a good guy. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, but that's kind of odd because around that same time, he's telling Teresa, you should have called him a bitch boy a long time ago. So it's like... I don't know. I don't even, I, how can I, yeah, like, obviously I know he hates Joe and, you know, that's the truth. That's why everyone was so shocked when they heard him say Joe's a nice guy. Everyone's like, what? Why would you like, even say wh that? What's true? <laughs> what's true? What's going on? You know, what happened first? <laughs> yeah.
like why would he be saying one thing on camera and then something completely different on you know on the podcast makes no sense they're both gonna air people are gonna hear both things yeah (laughs) i guess he was thinking right now since we're filming people don't actually know what's going on so i'm just gonna say he's a nice guy i don't know because i feel like that's it was just kind of out of nowhere like what it was like almost like that day maybe he read like a comment or something that said uh louis comes too hard for joe gorga or something yeah, he is definitely uh, very, I don't know if like, he pays, he pays attention. Yeah, not if like media, maybe media trained or very uh, PR focused. forward focused. Yes. Yeah, extremely. I don't think he's media trained by any means, but he is focused on his and Teresa's image yes, for sure. For sure, 100%. Yeah. That he is not this evolved peacemaker that he is trying to make you believe he is online. All right, so let me set this up. Louis has a business partner. Now, this was uh, his business partner in digital, I believe it's called uh, Digital Media Solutions. It's the company Louis founded, but he doesn't work there anymore. Right, isn't that the com- the company in Florida? Is that right? I'm not sure if it's located in Florida or not, but I know a guy that lives in Florida is suing them. Anyway, is currently suing them. So anyhow, Louis's business partner is currently in the process of divorcing his wife, but they are not divorced yet. It's not finalized. Even though his divorce isn't finalized, he got engaged. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Do what you want, bro. But you need that context to understand this text, this uh, excerpt I'm going to read you. So, so hold up. You're telling me... <laughs> It's Louis' ex-business partner. Correct, but current friend. Current friend, okay. Of course, they're both garbage humans. Makes sense. Uh, so he is married, still married. Yes. Not divorced yet. No. And now engaged. Correct. To another, to a separate woman. Correct. Oh, of course, that makes sense. Okay. Are we on the same page here? Got it, got okay, it. Cool, wow, cool, cool. I just needed to understand how much of a garbage <laughs> person he was. I get it now. Wow. So, uh, wow, I'm shocked. Um, Louis sends two photos to his business partner's ex-wife. And in these photos are her, I'm not even going to say ex-husband because he is currently her husband. In these photos are her husband with his fiance. And in addition to these photos, Louis verbally harasses this woman. So let me just read you this one part. Thank God the kids have a real woman in their lives now and forever, not some psychotic, drug-infused alcoholic who fucked other men on camera, and it's now rumored that your videos are out there. LOL. Love, Uncle Louie. Wow. First of all, Uncle Louie, that is just creepy. Super creepy. And LOL, go F yourself. Come (laughs) on, Louie. What are you like? What are you doing harassing this woman? I mean, why do you owe your friend something? Like, yeah. what is the, what are you getting out of this? Like, I just I don't understand why. It's really bizarre. Like, um, so real quick, if you guys want to see all of the text messages, they are on my Instagram feed, uh, all of them. So just go check them out. But the main theme of the text messages is Louie harassing the woman about the fact that she is going to go to jail, saying she's breaking the law and things like that, which is ironic because it's 
Louis, whose company has been involved in lawsuits. It's Louis who could not really explain to Andy what he does for a living. It's Louie who said he is in uh, lead generation. Mm -hmm. And what did we learn from Jen Shaw? Lead generation? Big red flag. I'm not saying, obviously there is legitimate lead generation, but it's at, at the very least, it's a red flag. Very. It's it's just not, it's, it's not a good thing to do. Come on. It's just... When you can't even answer what you do, what your company does with a simple, right? just this is what we do. I mean, there's something shady going on. Come on, Louis. Red flag is just another one. So I think I'm team Teresa and, wait for it, Melissa. Like maybe they both need new men because honestly, Joe Gorga is so toxic. Like, all right, I don't think he's a bad person deep down, but I think he has some very outdated views. There have also been some rumors that I'm not going to get into, but you know, I've we see how he has talked to Melissa over the years. Mm -hmm. We see how he talks to other women. Um, I just, I'm not a fan of Joe Gorga. And he also has had trouble with lawsuits when it comes to his company and everything. So, oh, yeah, that's true. I yeah. I mean, that. just because I am dragging Louie so hard does not mean I think Joe Gorga is a gem. Oh, like, he's, he's definitely not. Yeah, not at all. So, I am team Teresa and Melissa <laughs> and not team Joe and Louie. <laughs> but, all right. So, oh, one more thing that about the Gorga and Judices. Uh, in the most recent episode, there was the seating chart issue. So I'm not really sure where I fall on this because normally with Teresa and Melissa, they can agree on the facts, but it's how they view the facts that is different. And that's where the conflict comes. Right like their perspectives is are they're just way off yeah. their perception yeah they just see things differently i feel like right but with this issue they aren't agreeing on the facts so yeah i'm on i'm kind of on melissa's side on this whole seating arrangement thing just from everything that i keep hearing so according to melissa her and joe were sat at the friends table but according to Teresa, Melissa asked to be sat at that table because that's where her sons were. Now, I could be wrong. Someone let me know. But didn't Teresa's story change? I thought at the reunion, she said that Melissa and Joe were sat at the front table by accident. So I just I don't know if it was by accident or is it that Melissa threw a like, according to Teresa, Melissa threw a hissy fit and wanted to be sat with her sons and then later made it an issue that she was sat at that table with her sons and not with the rest of, you know, the family at the family table. So since they don't agree on the facts, I don't know who to believe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, why why would she want to sit next to, you know, sit next to her sons? Why would and maybe she loves them? <laughs> I mean, I'm what? just saying, I think, why would that be like a? Why would that be an issue? Why would it be like, no, oh, I need I to sit next to them? Like, it's, it's. I mean, it's what? It's the rehearsal, right? It was just like a, for for a few hours. Um, no, no, it was, was it? an engagement party. Oh, an engagement party. Okay, that's right. And also, since it's the seating arrangement, it's, all, it's supposed to be set, you know, already set up. I feel like if she was supposed to sit at the family table, Melissa. Would have just sat there, like with Joe. I don't think it would have been an issue. Like, 
if the kids were, the kids at, were at a kids different table, table I feel or whatever. Like, yeah, I feel like that would have been expected. You know, the kids would not be sitting at the big table with all the adults. Right. They'll be expected to sit somewhere else, you know? Well, now... Um, maybe not Maybe not Teresa's and Louis' kids. Well, let me just give you, you need this piece of information. There weren't a bunch of tables. It was just two long tables, and they were sat side by side. Um all about uh all about the real the account all about the real housewives all about the truth posted a um a picture it was literally like a drawing of the seating chart and it's supposed to be it was supposed to be like the official seating chart i'm guessing she got it from louie oh, <laughs> um, but anyway <laughs> like this is no shade to um that account because she does do good work albeit even though she is a tree hugger hardcore so she's very biased but she does do good work her blog is great anyhow so no shade to her but like how is this proof i could have drawn that up I mean, myself and yeah. you know what i mean like it could have been anything it like there's anything it just proves <laughs> that that's where they're sat that's, uh, that's no, but it doesn't proves. even prove that it proves you have a drawing that says that's where they're sat. that was that's where they're seating that's where they sat like we know where they sat they've told us like no but they were supposed to the this is supposed to prove that teresa had them sat at the family table Mm, oh well yeah it's it just doesn't prove anything unless we like yeah there's no way to authenticate the unless like teresa's (laughs) holding it you know maybe with a with a newspaper so we can see the actual date maybe we can believe it but i i don't know i just don't see how this proves anything teresa did you hear that i have aldo has a tip for you from now on whenever you throw any type of party and you have assigned seating i want you to take the seating chart and i want you to write the date or you don't even have to write the date on it take the seating chart take a newspaper from that day and hold one in each hand and then i want a photo taken of you then there will be no issues Okay, <laughs> that would be a legit receipt. That's it. Then you you're set from from the get. All right. Well, let's go into Jen Aiden versus Dolo. <laughs> Why did I say Ooh, that? That was a little cringy. Dolo, Dolo, no mo. Okay. Guys, I'm cringy. Deal with it. <laughs> All right. So I love Jen as a housewife, and it's not because her name's Jen. But I um I mean I, maybe a little bit. No, um, not. <laughs> because I hate Jen Shaw. Oh, she is a disgrace true. to Jen's everywhere. She she's uh yeah. She's <laughs> not not a good Jen, that one. Definitely not. So anyhow, I do love Jen Aiden as a housewife. I think she's so entertaining. I enjoy watching her, but I disagree with ninety nine percent of the things that come out of her mouth <laughs> and that she does. Like the things she says and does. Yeah, she's definitely not a. She's definitely fun to watch. Yeah, very fun to so watch. So fun to watch because she really doesn't give a fuck. Like she, just she says will whatever ju- she yeah. wants. She just she gives zero f's. But I'm conflicted about uh, her argument with Dolores because, like, I do think Dolores has stood up for Jen many times, and I think it's completely reasonable for her to say that she didn't agree with Margaret outing Bill's affair but that she understood why she did it. I think that's fine. That is perfectly reasonable. And Jen should not be mad at uh, at Dolores for that. So I guess in that sense, I'm on Dolores' side. 
But the thing is, I do sympathize with Jen because I don't think Jen, like, I don't think Jen should cut Dolores off as a friend just because she understands Marge's side. But I also don't think Dolores should come down on Jen so hard for expressing her feelings. Like, Jen should be able to say to Dolores, when I heard you say that you understood where Marge was coming from, it broke my heart and it really hurt me. I think Jen should be able to say that and Dolores should not get angry. Dolores doesn't have to agree with her feelings, but she should at least accept should, them. Yeah, that, you're right. She should, she, she should if, you know, that's a friend. A friend is not, doesn't necessarily mean you have to agree with everything your friend does or right. says. Like you just said, she could just acknowledge, okay, you're right, Jennifer. You felt that way about what I said. I'm sorry that you know, made you feel that way. But, let's move on like that was her opinion and this is your opinion and let's agree to disagree but i feel like you're right i feel like they both want each other to you know side with them and only with their opinion well you know? jen does i feel like dolores is dolores has trouble dealing with people's emotions i feel like but dolores is perfectly fine with a friend of her okay let me give you an example um Dolores was not invited to Teresa's engagement party because Dina was there and Dolores was fine. I mean, maybe she was hurt inside, but she didn't get mad at Teresa for it because Dolores and Dina don't get along right. because okay. Dolores wrote the letter in right. support of Tommy Manzo yeah. to get out of prison. Most of you probably know that Caroline Manzo wrote a letter to um, a judge in support of, well, it was a character, um, What's it called? Outer, like a, I don't know. Uh, it's it's a, a character letter, a letter. Yeah, I think it's called a character letter. So most of you know that Caroline Manzo wrote one of those letters to help Tommy Manzo get out of jail early because he was doing time for hiring somebody to invade his ex-wife, Dina Manzo's home and tie up her and um, her husband. I think he was her fiance at the time. Anyhow, so Caroline wrote the letter in support to help uh, Tommy get out of jail early. But what a lot of you don't know is that Dolores also wrote a letter in support of Tommy. So Dina does not talk to Dolores anymore. And that is why Teresa did not invite Dolores to her engagement party, because at the time, Teresa and Dina were very close and Dina was going to be there. So I just wanted to let you guys know that because I know everyone like stands hard for Dolores and then in the same breath will come down really hard on Caroline Manzo for writing that letter. So I'm just giving you a little perspective. Dolores wrote a letter too. Yeah. But I'll tell you, let's get back to the uh, Marge, not Marge, I'm sorry. Let's get back to the Jen Aiden and Dolores fight. The thing I think is most interesting about it is that Teresa's friends with both of them. So we get to see her navigate this argument like, in the most recent episode, it seemed like she went more with Jen, which I'm sure Jen loves. And I feel yeah. like she's gonna have yeah. to. I feel like she's gonna have to pick a side if if Jennifer and Dolores, you know, cannot get along. Teresa's gonna have to pick sides, and uh, I don't know how that's gonna work because, uh, like you said, she seems to kind of be leaning a little more towards Jennifer right now, but then yeah. you have Dolores, who's like her you know, a lifelong friend. Yeah. So what is he going to cut her off? I don't think it's going to come to that because in present time, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that Dolores and Jen have made up like I'm 99.9% okay. sure. 
I hope so. I hope we get to see, you know, see them make up. Yeah, this of season, course, you know? of course. So uh, let's see. Oh, let's touch on the new girls. So I like the new girls so far. I think they are both extremely watchable. Like they do not come off rehearsed in their talking heads. Oh, yeah. No, no I'm, I'm loving it. I love that they, they came in day one just ready ready to play they just came they came in hot i like it it may not work out perfect for them every time they try but yes they did <laughs> they're tr- they're trying for sure and yeah i love danielle she's amazing <laughs> yeah she's really fun to watch like i think it was time for some new housewives in jersey and it's fun to see how the more seasoned housewives react to the new girls and then see it like we just said like seeing the new girls try to dip their toe into the conflict and then get shut down or whatever mm-hmm. oh yeah i love when the uh you know the the other the other women get up you can tell they get a little jealous or not maybe not jealous but you can tell they try to put the new girls in their yeah, they like want to pee on their territory. You know, they're like peeing all over production. This is my show. <laughs> Hold on, like step back, watch me before you say something. Like, whoa, okay. Yeah, that's like when Jen, uh, when Rachel Fuda tried to jump in and was like, "Well, it was hypocritical," and Jen is like, "Why? Why? Do you even know? No, you don't know." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Oh, what about Jen Fessler? Let me just tell you, I have noticed her facial expressions, <laughs> yes. and they are oh, hilarious. But I can't tell, like, maybe I'm just, maybe, I don't know, I'm broken and someone hurt me because I am skeptical. Like, I can't tell if she naturally makes these expressions or if she's doing it on purpose to get memed. Or she's <laughs> trying to make these, like, on purpose. I don't know. Because you have to pay attention. She does it all the time. I did notice on the last I did notice on the latest episode, yes, when she started eating all very aggressively and just yes, like taking these like huge bites. I don't know, just like very strong bites. Yeah. I'm like, like she was mad at the sandwich. On? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. Like some, she was upset about something. She was taking her aggression out on the food. It was it was fun to watch for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, I do like Jen Fessler. I cannot speak. I do like Jen Fessler. And we're getting a lot of Jen action in the Housewives. We got a lot of Jens right now. We're getting rid of one Jen. Yes, you know, today. We're recording on Friday. This is today, the day Jen and Shaw goes to prison. a few more coming prison. out. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into Vanderpump Rules. Okay. Oh, yes. The, that is one of my favorites. I know. And this season, they came to play. They really did. I'm loving it. I'm loving the season. I don't just mean with the drama. I mean, like, they came to play as in they're being raw and showing, you know, their emotions on camera, having difficult conversations on camera. We'll get into it. But let's first start talking. Let's uh, talk about Raquel and James. Like, with their breakup, I can tell personally, I can tell Raquel is going through it. Like, I mean, she admitted that she's fallen into a depression. I'm surprised that she talked about that, you know, but I'm glad she did. I'm glad she did. And I feel like it's so relatable. Who hasn't fallen into a depression at some point in their life? Yeah. Like, everybody goes Mm -hmm. through a breakup. Everybody goes through, you know, ups and downs. And I'm glad she, you know, finally put that out there for, you know, to the world for the world to see that she's not just this happy-go-lucky 24 7 you know girl so yeah 
Yeah, I agree. It's like, oh, I hate to say it because I want her to be happy, but I almost yeah. like this version of Raquel. <laughs> it's not uh-huh. It's not that I want to see her sad. I want you her like to be happy. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's that she feels more real now. Like you said when we were watching it, you were like, she's had life experience now she's been through something she's been through something i know it and it changes you and like yeah like you said it does it's not like oh you want to see sad raquel because she's not sad raquel you know she was sad she went through a, de- a depression and now she's come out of it well and i it, hope it, we don't well, know yeah, she, well she, i think she told peter that she's not oh, going she? through it anymore okay well or she might be saying that not, but yeah even if she's still maybe going through a little bit it does seem like she is getting better and she is has changed her like a breakup does and you know the life experiences will shape you and, into the you person know. you're gonna be exactly you have to go through things unfortunately i know it's unfortunate that but you know anything that happens to you in life whether it's good or bad it's gonna character. shape you it's gonna, I mean, build, it's gonna yeah. build you exactly it's gonna build character and eventually hopefully it's for the best I don't think James is over her like he says he is. Oh, not at all. This dude is hung up 100%. And if if he wasn't, like, if he wasn't hung up on her, he wouldn't need to tell everyone how amazing his new girlfriend is and Uh, how he's never had a connection like this before. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like, he's trying to convince us and himself. I think he's trying to convince himself more than anyone. (laughs) This kid is just... Oh my god, he jumped into the, into this relationship so quickly and yeah. He's just trying to, and he's trying to make it work. That's it. He's try he's wants it. I don't know, it's like he needs it to work. He something. needs to win the breakup. Yeah, exactly. He mm-hmm. needs to win. That's why he keeps saying all these fucked up things to Raquel. Like, oh, Ali is the love of my life. Like, come on, dude. You don't tell your ex-girlfriend that. Like uh, Little does he know? I would say Raquel is winning the breakup. He may be in a relationship and he's so happy, but Raquel is feeling her feelings instead of just jumping into another relationship. Is she dating? Yes. Is she hooking up with people? I hope, but she's not getting into anything serious. She's feeling her feelings and working through them. Exactly. What's going to happen when James and Allie break up? He's going to come crashing down. Uh, at this moment like i feel like he hasn't dealt with anything he made you know he was probably also going through some sort of depression you know right after i'm sure and then maybe what met ali and all of a sudden jumped into that because he just replaced you know uh his sad feelings with this new these new feelings so oh that's that feels so much better. Let's keep yeah. that going. Yeah, that's why rebounds happen. Like, but he he doesn't understand that that's what this is. He wants to make it into something it's not. Oh, stop and go away. He wants to make exactly. the pain. You know, and who can blame him? Like, I get it. I'll be honest. I've done it many times. Like to get over. Like, I would argue that all throughout. I know I was so young, but I would argue that all throughout middle school and high school. Anytime I got my heart broken, which happened many times, I would just hurry and jump to the next relationship so I didn't have to feel Mm -hmm. my feelings. That's not the right thing to do. Obviously, it's not okay. But I was a teenager. 
And I, I didn't do that in my adult life, but I can understand why someone yeah, would want, would want to. Heartbreak is the and, worst. But as you get older, you need to understand that there's different, different ways to deal with things. You know, better solutions out there. And, yeah. you know, yeah. James is not making the best choices, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, well, another breakup of the season, Katie and Schwartz. Yeah, I... I don't know. What do you think? I'm honestly kind of shocked that it even happened. Like, I shouldn't be, you know, like. But you're shocked they actually I'm went through they with it. they actually went through yeah. with it. Exactly. No, and I commend Katie for that. But I really yeah. do. But they're in a tough situation because they share so many friends and they film the reality show together. Like, I know James and Raquel are in that same boat, but I don't know. It just seems different to me. I mean, uh, Katie and Schwartz have been together a lot longer and yeah i feel like they're more like intertwined their lives have yeah been, i mean i think they said what 12 years all together 12 or 13 so yeah i mean that's a, a long time so like because of those things like because their lives are so intertwined i think it's perfectly reasonable for either one of them to set the boundary that they don't that they don't won't hook up with anyone from the friend group yeah of course i mean that's a very reasonable boundary yeah you know like it's not like they're like they even said it's not like we're cutting anybody off or you know we're making people choose sides because yeah that uh, that would be a little ridiculous you know in when their you guys, situation yeah in this situation the two of the you know the two of them like share a group of friends like you guys are all friends and so also no one be... like sorry to interrupt but also like in their situation it's not like let's say lala and randall where like someone did something absolutely horrible this yes. is more of a we grew apart i mean obviously schwartz is to blame mostly but but it's different <laughs> the relationship didn't work out it wasn't like one bad horrible um, thing yeah. that he did that oh my god you know this is the end of it no it was just a lot of little things and it was just the relationship eventually didn't work out so yeah there's not it's not like she's gonna make people choose sides because we're we're mad at schwartz we can't hang out with him no it's not like that you yeah know? unfortunately it's uh, well maybe not unfortunately but it's it's not and i guess that's a good i guess it's a good thing that they're trying to be civil yeah i mean they have to they share the dogs they work together you know but yeah as far as the like we all know that raquel and uh schwartz are going to end up making out at some point but i'm gonna need to see everything play out to have more of an opinion on this i mean just right off the bat i'm gonna go on record and say i don't think they should have but let's see what happens uh -huh, yeah definitely not it's yeah there was this moment at the end of episode two where Tom and Katie sat down at the Daily Mail party and started to talk. And it was one of the realest moments of reality TV I think that I've ever seen. Like, I commend them both for being so vulnerable. And I mean, I've watched enough reality TV to know when a combo is just for the benefit of the audience. Right, like right. you, you know what I mean. You can tell they've had this conversation before off camera. Now they're having it on camera for well, us. For us to hear for the first time, right. you know. And that's fine. I because I mean, just because they're rehearsing it doesn't mean what they're saying isn't true. But I digress. This moment with Tom and Katie was so real freaking uh what's her name uh robin dixon could learn a thing or two mm -hmm. from them you know she could learn a thing or two about being more open with her relationship anyway i sat there and i cried with tom and katie like 
how many reality shows can make you cry? Like, it made me I feel know. something. Vanderpump is back, baby. It's back. <laughs> Shut up. Don't make it, fun it, of me. It is back, though. I, I, I like it. I told you. I think it's like... It's like almost like a reset. Like they're kind of going back to season one, but not really. It's like almost like a whole, like they're restarting the show again, you know? Oh my gosh, you even have the like small, like not great apartments because Raquel has moved into this like right. now her don't get me wrong Raquel's apartment was adorable but my point is it's not she doesn't have a huge house but it's now, like Raquel's living by herself Katie is also now living by oh, herself yeah. you know so Katie has a really cute apartment too but all right everybody's single again yeah it's like almost like that's what I mean it's like almost season one again mm-hmm. it's yeah it's a lot of uh it's a lot of chaos. It's a lot of everybody's kind of starting over, you know? Yeah, I know. Except for Ooh, Tom except and Ariana. For Tom and Ariana. They're the, not married, not yeah, engaged couple. <laughs> exactly. If you guys think about it, all of the couples that split were either married or engaged. And then the couple that is just in a committed long term relationship is doing just fine. So yeah. I just when I know I call Aldo my husband, but we're Tom and Ariana. We are not legally married. Yeah, and, we but have we've just, been... We have just been together for 14 years. Yeah. And anyhow, just throwing that out there, that little tidbit. <laughs> anyhow, so let's get into the Lala and Schwartz fight of it all that has to do with Randall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, so I, that's no good. I think we can all agree that Randall is like the worst of the worst of the worst. And Lala is doing whatever she can to protect herself and her daughter. Like, personally, I refuse to put blame on Lala. She was extremely young when she met Randall. And in my opinion, she was a victim. Like, I realize some people think she knew all the horrible things Randall was doing and turned a blind eye. And while that might be true, she was still a victim, in my opinion. And I think it's reasonable for her to tell her friends that if they associate with Randall, then they can't be in her life. She's not saying she's going to, like, scream at them for associating with Randall. She's just saying, if you are going to do it, then let me know. And we won't be friends. So Schwartz can choose to hang out with Randall if he wants, but then he just needs to be okay with Lala cutting him out. Yeah. I mean, he needs to just make a choice. Like... If he's Lala's friend, then be Lala's friend. If you're going to be Randall's friend, then be his friend. I get it. Schwartz wants to have his cake and eat it too. But unfortunately, it's not up to you, Schwartz. This is Lala's life. This is going on with her and Randall right now. It's very unfortunate. They they have to go through this custody battle because of all the bullshit that, you know, that Randall has done. Yeah, Randall is the worst of the worst. He was having his assistant uh, run drugs for him. He threw things at his staff. He had staff that was um, that were Im- or were here on working visas, and he would hold that over their head so he could treat them poorly, and then they're not going to quit because they want to stay in the country. It's despicable stuff. I mean, read the LA Times article if you haven't already. It um I actually I recently saw on, I saw online today that they dropped the paywall for some reason. I don't know if it's on just the specific article that I heard the paywall was dropped for or if it's the whole LA Times wow. site. I don't know, but check it out. 
All right, well, let's move on to Summer House. Oh yes, uh, that's one of my, that I that's one of my other favorite shows. Yeah, it's good. This first episode uh, was a little different than I don't know. It had a different vibe than previous seasons. More of a down vibe and not as happy. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like everyone's kind of on edge. Yeah, it's for sure. Weird, There's a lot like, going on underneath. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, everyone's just very awkward. I don't know if it's because the whole Carl and Lindsay thing. I think there's thing. a few things, but I don't yeah, know. speaking of Carl and Lindsay, why don't we start with them? Um, like, I really hate to say this because I like Lindsay and I like Carl and I want to be happy for them. But something seemed off watching them on screen. I had the same feeling when they were on Winter House. But I kind of pushed that feeling aside because I was on Lindsay's side with the whole Austin thing. Um, I didn't like how everyone was ganging up on her about that. And I don't know. I just didn't like that. I was on her side. So I pushed aside the fact that I got this icky feeling seeing her and Carl be lovey-dovey. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the issue. Like, I'll admit that too much gushy, lovey-dovey stuff makes me cringe. But I don't know. I feel like it was more than that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like, I feel like they're they're trying too yes, hard. Yes, their interactions seemed forced. Their interactions, yes, are almost, like, as we talk about it right now, I'm thinking, I don't know if it's almost, like, rehearsed. If, like, maybe they're, like... It's forced, and I don't know if they've talked about it ahead of time. Oh, hey, well, we're on camera. Let's make sure we act this way. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very natural, very organic at all. Like right. just like uh, like any couple you would see, you know, you wouldn't see them acting this way, I feel like. it's The thing is, though, it's like even when they're not doing anything specific, they could just be hugging. I don't know. It's like this weird, like, uncomfortable vibe I get. But I don't know. It's like it's almost like they're trying to convince themselves and us that they're into each other. Kind of how James Kennedy is trying to convince himself and us that, you know, Allie is the one. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying Carl and Lindsay are not in love with each other. I am not equipped to judge that at this point at all. That's not fair. But all I can say is what I see. And something's off. Now, this could be coming from the fact that they feel like their castmates don't support their relationship. I mean, in this first episode, we learn about some a fight that Lindsay had with Maya. We learn that Danielle and Lindsay went to Mexico and Lindsay, er, and Danielle had said some weird things about Lindsay and Carl's relationship. I don't remember exactly what they were. I don't know if they even told us, but they just mentioned that Carl mentioned that in uh, on the on the first episode. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, do you think it could be coming from that? That like since maybe they <clears throat> are trying to overcompensate because they feel like their castmates aren't supportive of their relationship? I don't know. I mean, that could be part of the reason why they're acting this way. But I feel like they both have said multiple times that you know they're they're just happy. They're happy with each other. Right. And they don't really care if people don't. Well, you, you can know, say that all you want agree with their relationship, but it's. I guess you're right. I mean, I think it all goes back to them just wanting to want, yeah, like wanting to convince themselves. So since that they're they're in love, maybe I don't know. See, I didn't want to say that because I don't. I'm not saying they don't aren't in love with each other. I think maybe we're the fucking issue. 
don't know. Maybe it's us. I don't know. We just so like. Do we just think this is so cringy? I mean, you know that like too much lovey-dovey stuff makes me cry. Well, I mean, I'm the same way. I agree. That's why we're perfect for each other. (laughs) But this is, I feel like this is too much. We've, I mean, we see people that are, you know, more super affectionate like that. And it's, they don't, they seem fine. They seem, there's nothing awkward about them. It's just something to do with the, with their inter their specific interactions. Well, maybe it's because we're not used to seeing them as a couple. We're just used to seeing them as friends. So that brings me to the Maya Lindsay disagreement. Um, at first, I was really confused by the whole thing. Honestly, like I wasn't sure what exactly Lindsay was mad about. Was it the fact that Maya asked Carl to smoke, or was it that she asked him to hang out at all? Um. Yeah, what do you think before I move on to what I think now? Yeah, I was very confused about the whole argument. Like when, you know, when Maya brought it up, it seemed like, you know, she got the impression that Lindsay was jealous, you know. Of her relationship with Carl. Yeah, or it was just like a jealousy thing. Like Mm -hmm. she didn't want me hanging out with Carl. She even told me I'm not allowed to hang out with him, you know. So, I mean, from just hearing that side, that's well, that's all it seemed like. And but then when she brought up the weed, I was thinking maybe it had something to do with that as well. I thought maybe maybe Lindsay had no idea that he smoked and it caught her off guard. So, yeah, I listened to um, the Two Judgy Girls podcast the other day and they had a theory. They said that they think last season when Maya and Carl were going to bed before everyone else that they were actually smoking weed together. And then either Lindsay didn't know that Carl was smoking weed and Maya blew up his spot and that's why she got so mad. Or maybe Lindsay knew that Carl was smoking weed like over the summer but had since stopped and Maya just didn't know about it. Right. So... Then Lindsay maybe got mad because Maya asked him to smoke when he's trying to not smoke. Right. I mean, I can see that, especially, I mean, if you think about the timeline, that is around the time when Lindsay said she stopped drinking for Carl, you know, because that that's when Carl was supposedly struggling with his sobriety. So maybe she felt some type of way, you know, because Carl is struggling. She decides to help you know she says oh i'm gonna do it with you and then come to find out wait you're still smoking or you know you're smoking behind my back or you're doing all these things behind my back when i'm trying to help you stay sober i don't know maybe she everything just kind of came to uh, came to a head right but it's like why would maya think that Lindsay thought that like Maya had like sexual feelings towards Carl or something because didn't Lindsay M- yeah, Maya, Maya say that? That's the impression she got. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's because um, Lindsay told her she's not allowed to be alone with to him, him or, or hang out with him. I don't know if she said that, but maybe I mean somebody tells you you're not allowed to hang out with my boyfriend. Yeah. Or I mean that the first thing you think it's like like okay I guess she, she thinks I'm into him you know. I don't know. I feel like that's just kind of yeah goes hand in hand. Like you can't hang out with him, you know, because he's because he's mine. It's like <laughs> I feel like it's just it's kind mine. of implied like he's mine. Yeah, it's like he's mine. You can't have him. It's like so maybe that's why Maya thought that. I don't know. That makes me feel that Lindsay isn't secure in her relationship. Then I mean. <laughs> 
because her and Maya are supposed to be friends too. I would not care if a friend of mine was like, hey, I just hit up Aldo. Take the weed out of it. Like, obviously, I don't care about weed, but I'm just saying, take that out of it. If one of my friends is sitting next to me and texts you and then they're like, hey, I just sex out. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. If we're all friends, like, I don't see the big deal. That's why I don't understand why Lindsay would get so upset. Except I that need it's because more information. Exactly. I think it has to do with the whole weed of it all. I just don't think she knew that Carl was still smoking or smoking at all. I don't know. Yeah, and I feel like when Lindsay has answered questions about this, like when Andy asked her about it, and I even um saw a Bryce Sanders interview as well, she like well, for one, she says the same thing every time, like almost verbatim. Now that is media training. Yeah. <laughs> but also she kind of like dodges. I wouldn't say she dodges, but she beats around the bush and she's not clear. Like I need her to clearly say, did you feel threatened by Maya or was it just strictly about the weed? Is that what made you mad? I know. And like, I don't know. And she keeps saying that they're in good terms now. You know, they're, So I don't know if maybe she doesn't want to. Tell us why, because it'll make her look bad <laughs> and right, it'll make it, maybe, maybe it will ruin their relationship that they've built now. Maybe she doesn't right. want to go back on something that she may have told Maya. I don't know. Yeah, we need we need more information. Right. And I'm sure we'll get it. Her. Yeah, I think um, in the preview, we see that her and Maya talk on the beach in the next episode when Maya like says, bitch. <laughs> oh, right. But anyhow, that brings me to Carl and Kyle. <laughs> oh no. Talk about talk about the summer of breakups. Oh my god. Right? Goodness. Oh, right. Like it's hard for me to have an opinion on this until I hear like I hear them actually talk about it, Carl and Kyle. Like I need to hear them talk about their issues. Cause right now I think it's completely understandable for Carl to not want to work in an alcohol company while he's sober. But I'm just wondering if that's the actual reason for him leaving Loverboy or if there's more to it. And that was, you know, an easy excuse to use. Or or did he even use that excuse? Am I just making this up? I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's an actual... I don't know if he's ever said that. I mean, I just think we're maybe assuming that that's why he is not working there anymore. But uh, that thing, I think that's all everybody's doing, just assuming because... Nobody knows what's going yeah. on be between them at all, except for them. And yes, a lot of things have happened to Carl, I guess, in in a while. You know, he got sober. He's in a new relationship. You know, he's trying to keep this job. I, I, not, I wouldn't call it a new job, but I guess it's kind no, of... No, it's not new at all. He's new. been He's been working but, for Loverboy yeah, since been there the for beginning. for a few years. So, yeah, so... I guess his his responsibilities or the way he does his job is going to change because he has now changed. So I I just I don't know if he maybe has felt that he doesn't want to work there anymore now or if Kyle because Kyle feel Kyle I think doesn't think that uh, Carl is checked in anymore, right? He kind of feels like he's right, just on his way I out. I don't fully understand that. Well, see, we see. 
we used to see Carl and Lindsay go to these like lover boy meet and greets all the time. And then there was a point where we stopped seeing them do that. I think it was like over the summer. Maybe someone can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, so like in that sense, it seemed like he was dialed in at least back then. But I know there's a lot more to his job than meet and greets. I mean, he, I believe, was VP of sales. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's understandable, like, when you get in a new relationship that your friendships are going to change, but, like, they have the added layer of working together, you know? So, I would think right now, we just need to hear Kyle and Carl talk before I can really have more of an opinion on that. Yeah, because, I mean, we don't know, like, what's going on work-wise. Like, has he been dropping the ball? Right, I, I mean, need did, specific. Did Kyle say Kyle's that? not saying anything specific. Did he even say anything generalized like, oh, he's dropped the ball? Or, checked out. I, I think, think all he said was checked out. I think he's kind of just said he's kind of checked out. So we don't know what that means. Has he not been keeping up with his job? I mean, it seems like he is. Well, and we wouldn't it know seems, that. Right. I mean, like just, I guess rather just from what Kyle is saying, it's, I don't know. It just gives the impression of he's kind of just sad that his friend is not around all the time, you know? Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait till the next episode. See, that takes me to Real Housewives of Miami, one of my favorites right now, if not my favorite. It is definitely my favorite uh, Housewives show that's airing right now. It's just such a treat on Thursday mornings. Like, I always forget that I have it to watch, and then I'll take my daughter, I'll take Riley to the bus stop, and I'll come back, and I have Miami to watch. But I think the cast is perfect. Like, they each bring something I do usually tend to disagree with Alexia whenever she fights with someone, but I still think she's an amazing housewife, like such a good housewife. Oh, my gosh. Her life is a telenovela. Yeah, it is. It seriously is. I had no idea how how wild her 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 life is or has been, you know? Yeah, there was a literal Netflix documentary made about her ex-husband cocaine cowboys look it up (laughs) but anyway uh let's see there's the lisa and lenny of it all that's like the big storyline this season Uh, for lisa obviously we're both rooting for lisa like i give her so much credit for being so open and vulnerable on camera you know like i will say it again robin dixon could learn a thing or two from her maybe i'm being (laughs) too hard on robin so i take it back (laughs) (laughs) um lenny's a horrible man like we all know that uh another another garbage (laughs) human to add to the collection oh my god sometimes he gets in the comment section and starts going off and he has been known to say that uh part that like he wanted the divorce because lisa was going out all the time and the thing is i'll tell you what my theory is I think that Lisa started getting a lot more attention than she than Lenny was used to her getting when they uh, started filming season four of Real Housewives of Miami. I mean, there was like a 10 year gap between season three and four. So I think Lenny saw the attention Lisa was getting. Of course, she was going out more. She had to make appearances and, you know, go to do fly to other states to do podcasts yeah. and then do Watch it's What Happened Live's appearances. She's not just going to have fun for vacationing like. So I think when that happened, Lenny started to get insecure. And I think that's what led to his cheating. And I think also that he took into account, I think in the back of his mind, he was like, she's making money now, meaning Lisa's making money now. So she's not going to be able to get me for as much money as she would if she did not have an income. That's just what I think. Oh, man. That's that's very shady. I mean, hey. 
all alleged, not even alleged. This is my literal opinion. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, it sounds feasible. (laughs) Sounds like something Lenny would do. Lisa looked so freaking pretty in the most recent episode. Um, the when they were on the beach with that healer woman or whatever yeah she looks so pretty and I, I know and it was nice to see her like not so sad you know like she has been previous episodes you know obvi- which obviously you know she it's understandable she's going through uh it's a crazy divorce you know i liked seeing her um go over to adriana when adriana was sitting crying next to the um i don't know what to call her was she a healer or... i forget what they called her i yeah, don't really know okay. well <laughs> the, the rage scream yeah lady. <laughs> that lady when adriana was sitting with her crying lisa went over and like comforted adriana i like to see that so oh well speaking of adriana there is the ongoing i don't know if you want to call it feud but ongoing thing between uh adriana alexia and marisol and i feel for adriana like i can fully admit that she doesn't necessarily make the best choices about the things that come out of her mouth but who does i mean alexia says some crazy shit and then won't apologize for it the bitch did not scroll down and then would not apologize no she's like it's not my fault i did not scroll down yeah alexia has a lot of trouble when it comes to saying she's sorry and taking accountability it's obvious that adriana is lonely and wants to be I don't know if she wants to be close with Alexia Marisol again, but she doesn't want to be the target of their, I don't know, anger or whatever you want to call it. Like, it seems like, I don't know, it seems like Alexia and Marisol are really hard on Adriana about a lot of things. And they, I didn't realize that they were all so close back in the day, like, because I didn't watch the first three seasons of Miami. So now realizing how close they all were, it's more surprising to me how not close Adriana is with them now. And maybe part of that came from the fact that Adriana started hanging out with them again with Julia, like Julia was brought on and... I mean, if you guys remember last season, Adriana rode for Julia so hard, like to the point where I thought Adriana was in love with Julia, to be honest. I, I did, too. Yeah. I, I thought there was something going on more than just a friendship. Honestly. I See, I didn't think anything was going on, but I thought that Adriana was in love with Julia. Yes. I mean, I could I thought Julia was definitely like in love with Adriana. Oh, really? No, and I didn't think that. I, or at the very least, Julia seemed like she was really into Adriana. But and I w- but I really was I could not read Adriana. I wasn't sure if she was into it. She liked the attention, but I couldn't really tell what was going on with that. Adriana was really really protective of Julia last mm-hmm. season. I'm not saying she's not now. She is, but I feel like last season it was more. And maybe I don't know. Maybe Alexia Marisol felt like oh she has Julia, so she doesn't need us. I don't know. Right. Truly, I really don't know. But I will tell you one thing. I did not condone. Maris, not Marisol, sorry. Age, wow, I can't get these names right. <sighs> I did not condone uh, Adriana bringing up Frankie in the fight she was having with Alexia at the end of the last episode. Like, that was completely uncalled for, and I don't even understand, like, the point she was trying to make. Yeah, like, she was, I don't know, like, she was trying to compare the two accidents because there were each, ac- both accidents happened to have consequences, but it's just, what like 
it was just not the, the right point to make like you didn't it was unnecessary you didn't need to say that to prove your point it just it made no sense and you could see alexia's face change her whole demeanor i swear she turned bright she turned red like the second that happened and i mean i don't blame her it's like it's almost like i don't know it's like this flip switch it's like she went from like housewife to like real alexia i don't know it was just something like <laughs> no do not talk like about the Frankie. alexia that could maybe have been married to a cocaine cowboy <laughs> yeah right <laughs> It's like she goes from like this, like you know, Cuban, you know, oh my, like housewife, just like oh my god, and then next thing you know, do not talk about Frankie. Whoa, what just happened? Yeah. Like she flipped, just like that. Like it was. Uh, it kind of reminds me of um on uh, Watch What Happens Live when Lala like said how she felt about Sandoval, and oh. she looked straight in the camera, and she was like. At the reunion, I'm coming for you. That was wild. She really meant that. Uh, Well, that's all I really have to say about Miami right now. I mean, I'm loving it. We'll see what happens with the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm liking it. I like the... uh... I, I like the vacations they're taking. They're definitely fun, especially this one. <laughs> they're not going far. The, all you you say that that they've taken all these vacations. They have literally I think it's like only the gone one. to the Keys, which is still in Florida, and the Bahamas, which is a forty-five, not even right. The Bahamas. Oh yeah, like were a like forty-five minute flight it was or like something. Thirty minutes later or something. It was a very very quick quick flight. But for some reason, you think they've been on all these vacations. I think just every episode I've seen, they've been on vacation. So I haven't caught what? all of them. What? You've seen all I've of been, them? I haven't caught all of them. I've seen most of them. I thought you... I've seen most of them. Not oh. all of them. Well, anyway, that brings me to Potomac, which has always been my favorite franchise. Besides the fact that I live in Baltimore, the franchise has just always been enjoyable to me. Like, it's a comedy. Out of all the Housewives shows, I mean, they all have you know humor to them but potomac is just i would consider a full-on comedy it's the only one of the housewives franchises that wow sometimes i can't talk guys be easy on me (laughs) it's the only real housewives franchise that i can get my 16 year old daughter to watch with me and it's not even like i have to convince her like she enjoys it she loves it now (laughs) that being said this season was not the best was it entertaining? Yes. Did I laugh? Yes. But it was so obvious that certain cast members were bringing up literal BS and lies just to cause drama and keep the heat off of them or their alliance. Like, I I mean, I've seen other, I've heard other people say this and I fully agree. Robin, Giselle, and Ashley um, were giving Fox Force 5 energy. Like the way that they, it almost seemed like they had this packed to come for Candace and Chris this season and they went about it. You know, they each had their little part. And I mean, that's coming from someone who loves Ashley Darby. I, I love Ashley, but girl was messy this season. Yeah, I did not like what she was doing. No, it was not okay. You don't smear somebody's name like that for no reason. Come on. Like you could see it all over Ashley's face. She didn't believe Deborah. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I truly don't think Ashley believed Deborah. I could see it all over her face. You, you just, you don't think she just, she just. I think it lie. was just messiness. I think she was just, you know, I don't know. I think that makes it even worse. I feel like that, like she knew it wasn't true. And no, I mean that's just my opinion. I could no, be wrong. Right? No, I agree. That is your opinion. I, I'm just saying, if it is true, like that just makes it so much worse that she knew what she was doing, like. Come on, Ashley. Candace gave her a little more credit and said that she thinks Ashley is projecting because, you know, her husband did these things, looked at other women, cheated on her. So maybe she's just projecting that on the Chris and Candace. Now, that's more understandable. So I hope that, that's the case yeah, that and that it wasn't it like a deliberate takedown. But I don't know. Oh my goodness! Like what? She's just like seeing, like she's seeing red flags everywhere because it happened to her. Like Maybe. I would rather that be true than yeah. what I think actually happened. <laughs> you know what you think happened? Like what most of the fandom thinks happened? I mean, come on! Like that. I just, I really hope that Ashley did not convince her friend <laughs> to come on the show to basically talk shit about Chris. For, like, I don't think she would have had to do much convincing. Right. I mean, yeah. Deborah seemed a little parched. <laughs> a very, little very bit. parched. <laughs> right. Maybe, yeah, maybe no, no convincing necessary, but yeah, come on. You're going to get your girl up here to like, to talk shit about somebody else. Like, come that's just not okay, Ashley. It's a bad it's a bad look. It was a bad choice. <laughs> now, but that being said, all of everything that Ashley and Giselle and I whatever were doing to Candace and all the stuff they were putting on her and Chris allowed for Candace to shine and have like oh, yeah. maybe her best season. You know I say this all the time. I kid you not, mark this down. I want let it be known that I was right and I said it first. Candace Stiller Bassett will be nominated for a Grammy at some point in her life. Lest we not forget, Cardi B started on what? Uh, it was a reality uh, show. What's love it called? Love and Hip Hop, right? Love and Hip Hop, yeah. okay. And now she is a, a Grammy winning. I don't know. I'm not a, like a Grammy historian, but she is a very successful recording artist. And she came from Love and Hip Hop. So it is not out of the it's not crazy for me to think that candace could do the same if you have not listened to candace's album do yourself a fucking favor and listen because it's really really good the first part of the reunion comes out on sunday i'm sure i'll have more thoughts after that but right now i think that's where i'll leave it with potomac you have anything else to say about potomac uh no nothing honestly yeah i'm uh I'm excited for the reunion, honestly. Yeah, the reunion's always my favorite because they break the fourth wall. <laughs> like, you know, that's my favorite. I like it when they talk about being on a show. <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it. Yeah? Yeah, I think, I think that's it. We co we covered pretty much all, every, the, all the shows. All the Bravo shows that we're watching. Um, I know Aldo is actually has actually started watching Family Karma, but he's not caught up to where it is presently. Yeah, I'm and not... I'm really behind. <laughs> so as of now, we won't be t touching on Family Karma. Yeah, not yet. I mean, like I'm halfway through season two. I'm really enjoying this show. It's yeah, everyone loves it. I really it. like it. But anyhow, um, I'm just letting you guys know I'm just starting out with editing. But once I get more comfortable with it, I hope to put out more episodes a week. But for now, we'll just try to stick with the one. 
Follow me on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at SocialiteGossip and on Twitter at SocialiteGoss with one S. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Aldo Ganoza. That's at A-L-D-O-G-A-N-O-Z-A. And I'm always on Instagram in my stories, in my DMs. So hit me up to chat and we will see you guys next time. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.